Welcome along to Scoreline Extra, the podcast that gives you some of the post-match from all the games at the weekend, as well as some of the interviews that we conducted on Scoreline from 2 to 6 every Saturday and Sunday. Today we're going to hear from some absolutely ecstatic Danes Fortmen after they defeated Thomastown in the intermediate final, as well as some blacks and whites players after they defeated Wine Gap by a single goal. We'll hear from some ex-players of Kilkenny Hurling as Kilkenny Hurling Legends went up against Kilkenny Camogie. There was jubilant scenes for some Carlo teams particularly Clonmore and Palatine after they were victorious in their Leinster charges as well as hearing from some Muckalee ladies after they travelled up to Longford and came away with a tremendous victory. A lot of Mullinavat post-match as well from the likes of Michael Edward, the manager and cornerback Mikey Jones. Speaking of Joneses, Davy Jones joins us on Scoreline to talk all things fitness and Joe Sheen gives a rundown on all things Greyhounds. First we'll start with Dance Fort. Richie Hogan, sometimes, or before the game, we mentioned the, the performance of TJ Reid. And you know me and you go back a little long way. And I mentioned, wouldn't it be great to see Richie Hogan giving a performance? Jesus, what a ah, performance. Look, it was incredible. It was incredible. But, like, I mean, and I've said this to a few people, I'm just so proud of the younger lads. I mean, I've been going a while. I know how to play and I'm expected to perform. But, like, those young lads coming through... Ben Whitty's 17 years of age. Cahill Kearney, I think, is 19 years old. Like, they were incredible today. I mean, with no experience. And, um, you know, and I've been in finals when I've been younger and I know how difficult it is to perform. And the difference between us and the bigger teams is we need those guys to perform. And, God, they were just, they were just incredible. And I think they made the difference for us all year, not just today. And um, I'm just so proud of those guys now and hopefully they'll push on. Richie, when you woke up this morning, it was biblical weather. Was that a good thing or a bad thing for Dansford? I, I don't know. We didn't care, to be honest. Look, um, we played some brilliant hurling early on in the year when the ground was hard. And uh, we have some brilliant forwards who we were able to use the ball really, really well. And then we played in a monsoon in the semi-final. And we played incredibly well too against a really good, strong team. Um, so we can play in all sorts of weather. And um, today it was, it was heavy under the ground. But I thought we used the ball incredibly well. And we also won the battle. And... Um, like you know if it was anyone else except Thomastown we would have won that by a lot more but mm. they just kept coming back you know they showed incredible heart incredible will to win and thank God we had enough for it you mentioned a few of the younger lads the move of James and Lally coming out in the middle of the field after extra full time I think he got two points for sure and was involved but the backs the conceded 425 but yet Des Dunn dear midfielding you know for young chaps they were bouncing off of lads yeah, they were outstanding. I think in general play, they were outstanding. And, I mean, you look at the, the, the goals that they got. Um, you know, there were balls lobbed into the square and broke to the right lad. And, you know, Paddy nearly saved the penalty. He nearly saved the goal. And, you know, if you, it looked as if, it looked as if um, everything was going right for them and everything was going wrong for us. I mean, I had a goal chance that was flicked away in the second half. And in the first half, a ball hit the crossbar and flew across the goal. They were breaking for Thomaston, they weren't breaking for us. And that's what makes our win today even better, that we did it the hard way and we did it with things going against us. Richie Hogan has played in many a game and has starred in many a game. But this one you'll be very quickly pleased. What you going home to see? Ah, look, I'm incredibly proud um, to be from Dainsford. I'm incredibly proud that we won today. And, you know, it's just like these days are brilliant. We don't have as many of these days as everyone else. And... Um, you know, we haven't had one for 10 years and God, we're going to enjoy this. The good news for Kilkenny Hurling Farrers, you haven't said it, but I'm going to say it. Richie Hogan has to train for the winter. 
that means he can be seen in the Kilkenny jersey next year again. Yeah, it might mean that I wear myself out too, but um, <laughs> look, I'm just incredibly... I'm enjoying playing hurling at the minute and um, enjoying playing games, game after game, week after week, building the fitness up and keeping it going. And, um, you know, I'm just... Like, if we can get a run at this championship, it'd be, it'd be incredible. I'm sure you wouldn't know what would happen after that. In 2011, you probably left behind you that Leinster Championship or, and you were fortunate to win a junior all earned. It's a lovely competition to win. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had we had we had good lads behind us there when we won it in, in, in two thousand and six. But um uh yeah, uh, we, we were di- we were disappointed and um and we lost to uh, we lost to um the team from Carlo Mount Leinster Rangers yeah. who won the who won the All Ireland that year and they were into the All Ireland senior final the following year and um you know we were down paddy for that Leinster championship um campaign as well and um, we were really disappointed and of course we'll get look we have three weeks so we'll um, we'll train hard we'll take we'll take a couple of days off and we'll train hard for that and uh, of course we'll, we, we want to we want to do well every day we go out and uh, we want to go as far as we can Richie Hogan as a supporter and an admirer I've watched it for a long time I really enjoyed today congratulations thanks very much Roy. Paul Murphy as I said to Paddy you've had some great days with Kilkenny yeah. great days with Dane's Fort but Jeez, he put up some performance today. Yeah, I, I don't know what it looked like from the sideline. It just felt like it was such a draining game. Um, fighting for every single ball. and uh, Thomas Town were relentless there. and I think we were relentless as well, or you'd like to think so anyway. But, um, you know, we went in there after 60 minutes and lads were the tanks were nearly emptied and you had to go out for another 20. But it's just immense. It was absolutely immense. I, I, like, it's a blur. The whole game is a blur. I think that reflects how intense the whole thing was. For a long time, Paul Murphy was left on his own and he was looking to mark someone in the first half. He obviously had a plan for John Donnelly and the man beside you was very good, Des Dunn. Yeah, Des was excellent. Uh, like, I mean, to go toe to toe with John Donnelly now isn't easy and Des took up the task straight away. And like, look, it's, you know, Thomas Owen had a few things that they wanted to try to drag our backs out and we were aware of that and we had a few things as well we wanted to do. So at times, you know, we had the upper hand, our game plan was working, but Thomas and were able to counteract it, and I think that's what made for such a good battle. But it was important during all that that, you know, Des stuck with John Donnelly because he's such a great player. You're a proud Dan Sport man, you're 100 years in existence. This couldn't have been a sweeter victory in 100 years. Yeah, it couldn't be, and look, there's no, there's no fairy tales in sport. Sometimes things line up and it works out, but we, we had no right to go and win it just because it's 100 years, but it's, it is a great year to do it. There's been huge celebrations in the club, you know, remembering what the club was 100 years ago, and you know what we're really talking about at the moment is saying if the boys 100 years ago could see where we are now and look we see the likes of Ballyhale or 50 years in existence and what they've done we all have our own histories more than Ballycallan or Ballyhale or anyone and it's just being proud of it so this year to mark 100 years to be back up senior I mean you couldn't, couldn't write it couldn't write it Paul Murphy at times in the second half that sun was dangerous the match was at level pegging you got a ball down near left you went for glory mm. you were blocked down yeah. were you worried <laughs> I was absolutely yeah. I still feel like I'm in that moment it's a, it's a time pass but uh, yeah like a, from the stand there I'd say you could probably see the players were finding it very hard it's very yeah. low sun and really players were running for it and you were nearly waiting until it hit the ground and you could see players doing that very tough hurling that and Look, it was the same for both sides, but you saw at the end, yeah, I got a ball and I could have popped it over. Great block from a Thomastown man. I don't know who it was. I turned around, he had it, just got a flick, but it was the fine margins, you know. Either one of them went over, game was done, but I, like, I think it's a tribute to both sides there and testament to ourselves and Thomastown that you know, those fine margins were fought for, for, for 90 minutes there. When we talk about Dan's Sport, we always talk about Paul Murphy, Paddy Hogan, Richie Hogan, Robbie Welsh. 
young lads were great today. They're immense, yeah. They've been immense all year. And look, we, we played Moonkine in the first round down below in Piltown, and our two youngest players got the last two scores. Like something like that is a great indicator. And then you know we were down to fourteen men against Aurora Nestig in the in, in the in the round robin phase, and Jack Bruton pops up at a point. We always had leaders in the semi final. Darrow O'Neill, you know, stepped up man of the match. So we just had players all over the place. Jay Cullen came off the bench in the last three games and got three goals. You need that, you know. You can't just you're not going to walk through Kilkenny titles. So uh, we had players all over the field, and you know, Ronnie. Like, you have to have that. You can't just have one or two lads. You need, you need 20, 30, 40 players pushing hard. Paul Murphy, enjoy the we winter. Win. You know we win. Good luck. <laughs> well done. Jack Bruton, county final winner, playing with the likes of Richie Hogan, but the name Jack Bruton will be remembered for this final. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Everyone, everyone contributed now today. It was, uh, God, it was some battle, and we knew it was going to be like this today against Thomastown. Uh, we kind of got a taste of it in the league final there out in Cannon, but we didn't perform to our best that day. And um, yeah, extra time, eight minutes. It's, it is. It was very tough going, but geez, it's it's some feeling now to, to get over the line. In your hundredth year, you were a young man and played <laughs> sport as such, but speed kills as they say but your speed today was vital when tired legs were there I know you cramped up at the yeah, end I did yeah but your legs came good especially in the, in the extra time yeah. after half time yeah no, <laughs> I suppose so but the ball that the lads were playing in was absolutely exceptional too um, the lads half back well to be honest with you any of them behind us our, our defence this year has been unbelievable and we let in a couple of goals today but the lads have been savage there and uh, you know the likes of James Mullally as well um, coming in today I don't, I, I don't know if James started the last two games he got a start today and he was absolutely brilliant and like there's lads that have come in as well throughout the year and uh, they've made such a difference Jay Cullen what an impact three games three goals um, and and, and that's what really got us over the line today Um, Jack Bruton go off and celebrate enjoy the winter Ok Dunn captain of Dane's Fort in the 100th year what a performance for Dane's Fort first of all Uh, from Dane's Fort absolutely a special day now um Never experienced anything like it, you know, the pride and the passion. It's come from everyone this year, the buzz around the parish, you know, something special today, Ronnie, to get over the line. You know, and to lift that cup was a feeling like I've never experienced before. Um, Des Dunn, you were given the task, a major task to pick up John Donnelly, a brilliant hurler. Nothing against John Donnelly, but Des Dunn had a great game too. Well, <laughs> I had an alright game, and John had an equally as good game, you know. He's up there with one of the best in Kilkenny, you know, he's feeling the high ball, his movement, he doesn't stop, you know, it's as tough a task as I've ever had to play on a hurling pitch but I tried my best and he got a few balls and I got a few balls so I think it was a fairly even contest throughout the game Two years ago you were beaten in Callan no Richie Hogan we won't say who beat you <laughs> did you ever think or did you feel you come back as quick or was that the belief and hunger there? Oh I was there from day one you know last year things didn't go our way maybe we thought we you know we probably didn't give intermediate the credit it deserves it's, it is tough you know there's no denying that you know maybe we took it a bit too easy last year but this year, you know, we had our heads screwed on from the start, you know. Thomas and were the only team to beat us in the league so far. We said that every game we want to improve and improve and improve, and I think we've done that. We got over the line. The Dunn family is synonymous with Dane's Fort Hurling. Your father got a couple of mentions today about, like yourself, great occasion for you being captain as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah, you know. Um, he captained Dane's Fort for a few years, you know, asked something special, you know, um, to captain... He's a bunch of lads, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a truly special occasion for myself. You're a young man, you grew up watching Richie Hogan, Paul Murphy, Paddy Hogan, Robbie Welsh. You've got the chance to play them, now you've got the chance to win something. That's something else to do. Uh, absolutely, unbelievable. You know, 
going to matches watching Richie, Paul, Paddy, Philly Welsh, even Robbie, lads I could name, listen to me, linked my arm, who I went to watch. And to get to play with him first and foremost is, is, is special, but to win something with him is just on another level. There's done. Enjoy the winter. I will do. Good lad. Thanks, Johnny. So, okay, Paddy Hogan, you've had many famous wins and victories with Dan's Fort. This must be up there with him. Uh, I'd say, Ronnie, you know, this is, this is the best of them. Um, you know, we did some savage hurling, um, especially, especially in the second half, and g- getting brilliant points. And, you know, Thomas Hunt got back in it with a couple of goals. And, I, you know, it looked like it was dead and buried there. Um, like we were dead and buried there at the end of the game. And just we got back into the dressing room after the match, after the full time, just regrouped and said it's not over, you know. Um, and we came out, came out in extra time and absolutely hurled a stormer, a stormer. Paddy, people and teams have leaders and unfortunately, Paddy, you're one of them. Your puck out to Rexland, <laughs> your brother, Paul Murphy. And I thought today Robbie Welsh made a major contribution, provider of a lot of scores. But the young lads again all over the place, there was a great balance to you. Uh, well, look, the, the boys, Robbie, Paul, Colin O'Neill, myself, uh, Richie, we, like, we've been around a long time, but especially this year, the younger lads have really stood up, you know. Um, Jack Bruton was immense all year, Philly Cooney in the middle of the field, Cahill Carney, Ben Whitty. Um, I know I'm leaving out more lads, but they're absolutely immense this year. And they're savage hurling, you know. And, and really, the, like we were pushed to, to the collar a couple of times in a couple of matches where teams got back level with us and we just find a way, to, we found a way to get over the lines. It's unbelievable. There were sucker punches at times, Thomas Town to their credit, they came back and got goals at vital times during the game and yet he went up and responded brilliantly. At any time Paddy I suppose, where you're really, well you're obviously concerned but where I suppose a half to, as a full time, who was the leaders in the rest of them or where did the report on Niall Berrigan have to do with you? <laughs> yeah, look, I, to be honest with you we were quiet, we were quiet when we came in, lads were just getting their breath back and you know, eventually after a minute or two lads just started standing back up on their feet and walking around and getting lively again and we we just knew it wasn't over, you know. Um, yeah, look, look, Niall is absolutely brilliant. Um, he's highly organised, thinks about every last detail of everything. You know, he's extreme, we're extremely well prepared going out and, you know, he's excellent at, at um, you know, at the coaching side of things. Um, and again, just motivation, which the game isn't over, you know. Um, it was level, level pegging, and all we had to do was win two more ten minutes, and that was it. Paddy Hogan, you're out of breath. Well done. Congratulations. Thanks, Billy Rob. Robbie Welsh, Dan's fourth. A quite relaxed Robbie Welsh. I don't know how you could be relaxed after that performance. More, more tired than relaxed, I think, yeah. Yeah, out on my feet now, yeah. 136, Robbie. The score sheet says you mightn't have had much scored, but if I not be careful, careful, you were the provider on numerous occasions. Your yeah. contribution was massive, I thought. Um, I should look. I suppose, yeah, threw a few balls around all right, but that was a team effort there. That was fairly obvious, I think. Backs, forwards, whatever, it was all a huge team effort today. I don't think we would have racked up 136 if distribution wasn't good and balls coming in. And uh, yeah, yeah, tough battle. You're one of the older lads, Robbie. You soldier with Paddy, Richie, yeah. and of course Paul Murphy. But the young lads today were excellent, Richie. Ah, uh, yeah, they really stepped up to the mark, yeah. Uh, look, it was not a hope we would have been here without all the rest of the boys new lads coming on the team and there's constant evolving there um, yeah look full team effort yeah. Robbie yeah. at any stage at full time Thomastown we thought going in ye looked a little bit heavy legged yeah. how did you get on with Niall Berrigan at full time uh, sure yeah just reset reset got going again um, uh, we have it in the legs yeah that's for sure so we knew we had it 
Um, yeah, we just had to get it out, I suppose. Just stay ahead of them. <laughs> Robbie <laughs> Welsh, language, yeah. well done and congratulations. Thanks for Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Derek Dooley, synonymous with Dan's 4GA club. In your 100th year, this couldn't have been a better or a sweeter victory, could it? It just couldn't have been scripted. Um, but I had an inkling feeling that at the start of the year in January, up in the corner of our pitch in Dan's Fort, we unveiled um, a poster or a, a sign with our seven... Um, founders on it and uh, I think since that day they've been with us all year in everything we have done and uh, it's just it's just an amazing day in the year that is like you know to, and what better way to you know sort of praise your founders or honour them by winning the county final so uh, I'm 100% sure that they're looking down on us I know you've had great days in Dan's Fort you as a club man a hurler uh, an official and I've seen what goes on. I've been fortunate to be involved. Mm. I see what you did in Ballykeef and Theatre this year. The parish and the development that you're doing now, the signs are there and the win is going to bring that on even more. Absolutely. Well, I think it's all about spirit. Like, you know, you know the, we certainly had a wonderful parish spirit unearthed in Ballykeef for our concert. And uh, the work that the lads have been doing all year in the pitch, like, you know, has brought huge spirit together and uh, you've seen it there today like you know everything was poured out into that performance like you know and I'd say like you know there's there's 20 players inside that dressing room with nothing left you know and that's heart spirit you know when you go to extra time in a county final like you know and backs are to the wall and lads are cramping up like you know that's that's when you go to the reserve and uh, when the boys went there they had plenty of stuff and we're very very proud of them the match itself, Derek, you have a background in Thomastown. You knew how good Thomastown are. We know how good Thomastown are. You've taught a lot of those Thomastown players. You have to give Thomastown great, great praise and credit for the performance they put in. To score 4.25 and not win yeah. a final. Absolutely. Uh, a massive performance from Thomastown. And uh, again, like you know, I know a lot of the lads there. And again, like you know, their their character and commitment to the game is something else. But I suppose when it came to extra time, like you know, uh, that was just like you know, at, at that stage, you know, plans go out the window and things become a bit freer, you know, in certain sense. So, like, it was so close up to that. But I've no doubt Thomas will be will be up senior. Uh, within the next year or two you know 100% and uh, like you know they've shown great resilience in the past and they will come back again and I hope they do keep it together and I hope I do see them senior hurling Derek the celebrations will continue in Dan's Fort for your 100 years you have a few special occasions but you now have a great cup to come along to the celebration absolutely um, we just have one or two more things left to, to celebrate our centenary and to draw to a close but uh, I think this will go on well look we'll celebrate for the week uh, there's unfinished business from 2011 you know when we we won the intermediate final here 11 years ago and in our first in our first Leinster match club match here like you know against Mount Leinster Rangers we didn't do it on that day so uh, there's another challenge in front of us now and so we'll enjoy the moment we'll soak in the atmosphere the celebration the focus now comes on, on to Leinster you know and there's something there for us again so Derek Dooley proud Dan's Fort Absolutely. Man. thank you thanks for having me Niall Berrigan manager of Dan's Fort a mighty mighty intermediate final you mightn't have thought so but we did 
Ah, uh, look, I'd say if you're a neutral at the game, Adrian, it must have been some game to watch. Um, I think it was 425 to 136, something crazy like that. Um, it was end-to-end stuff. And uh, um, look, in fairness, credit to, credit to both teams. Uh, at times there, I thought Thomas, Thomas Town, I thought we had them in, in, in the ordinary game. And even an extra time, they kept coming back and coming back. And they got some crucial scores at crucial times. But look, our lads, they kept their composure. They showed a lot of character. They dug deep. And um, thankfully, we just, we just about got there. There was numerous instances, as you said, you were seemed to be the better team all through the first half. They had got the goal, and yet Thomastown came back each time. He had the game won on a few occasions, but as you mentioned, the composers. Now, look, we all know about the leaders in the Danes 14. But how do you well today? So delighted for the obviously the leaders look the boys who played in the intermediate final in 2011 what's that 11 years ago we know that they're leaders and they've been through the mill over the last 11 years but just so happy for the younger fellas who maybe didn't have any underage success coming up maybe they're not playing with the Kenny teams or whatever but they just stood up and they were counted today and uh, just so happy for them that they can believe in themselves now you know he made a few crucial moves, bringing out Mullally after the extra time. Young James Mullally, we felt, brought a huge amount of energy to the middle of the field when you were a lot of lads were cramping. Yeah, look, James is a bundle of energy and he's one of the most skillful hurlers in the club, to be perfectly honest. I mean, he gets on the ball, he rarely wastes the ball and he's had to pick off his scores and uh, he did that from long range. Robbie, Robbie Donnelly, in fairness, was doing that for Thomastown, so we said, like, let's, let's try and match them out in that area. And uh, thankfully, James, he got, on, got, on, got on a lot of balls and, uh, yeah, made things happen. Another move that seemed to work for you um, was Des Dunn. You moved out Paul wing back. Paul put 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 up a lot of yeah. uh, free ball or spare ball, and then, as you rightly said, uh, Des Dunn <laughs> performed heroically. We felt. I'd have to agree. Uh, Des Dunn is an outstanding chap. Um, he's after he's, he's after getting three jobs over the last three games to mark Tom Feelan, then Dara Joyce, and now John Donnelly. And to be fair, he's been superb. Um, he just carries it out to the letter of the law, and um, and then he's able to put the opposition on the back foot as well by going forward. And uh, he's just a superb hurler. He's a great athlete as well. And um, again, one of those, one of the younger brigade that really stood up and was counted this year, and uh, a fitting captain too. No, you were there before. You came back in this year late, maybe. It's a great move. Sure, look, I suppose. <laughs> Possibly now, I suppose it is. But uh, look, came in anyway. And um, Tony Tony Woodcock has been brilliant as a selector as well. We formed a very small management team, but uh, we did, any of the two of us. And um, look, uh, just really enjoyed it over the last, whatever it was, 11, 12 weeks. Really enjoyed it. And obviously, Adrian, the results obviously can dictate things as well. But you know what? And I might say, and people might say, go away out of that. But even, you know, if they had to lose today, in the, ordinary, in the ordinary match or whatever you'd be gutted but these lads have come a long way a long long way and uh, thankfully they're back up senior now and uh, hopefully they'll stay there for many a year to come We mentioned in the commentary that maybe at the end of full time that a draw might be in the fairest result Mickey Sullivan let it go would you have taken a draw with the last minute? <laughs> yeah you're probably in, 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 in the no. 60 minutes yeah. in the 60 minutes um Yes, I suppose. Uh, there was a few nervy moments there, I'll be honest. There could have been, you know, a free either way or whatever. And it was ding-dong up and down the field and blocks and hooks and bodies on the line. It was a real scramble. Um, and I suppose you'd have to say at the end of the 64, 65 minutes, we, there was an, an unfortunate injury to our cornerback, which held up the game with just with 30 seconds to go. Richie Hogan had a free um, and it dropped short. And you're thinking, oh gosh, is this going to be our day at all? And even going in when, when the referee blew the whisper for full time, you're thinking, is the momentum with Thomas Town? Have they got their tails up now? They were five or six down. They came back and you're thinking, God, I wonder is it our day? But to be honest with you, the, in, in, in the dressing room was a very calm place. Lads were cool. They were focused and made a super start to, to to, to extra time and that cushion really stayed with us for the all of extra time All over the field as we said you had leaders and we know them leaders but we mentioned the young lads but your decision with Jake Cullen all year 
seem to have worked for you. And it's great when it works, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> you said it, you said it. Yeah, the lose and lads will be looking at you and saying, how could you not start him? But um, look, we look for an impact from the bench. And every time he's provided an impact, he's after scoring, I think, he, three goals in three games. And, he, and, and a few points, winning frees, bringing fellas into the game. Jake has a handful when he comes on. He was in America for the summer. Um, he's teaching up in Dublin. He finds it hard at t- found it hard at times to get down for training on Tuesdays and everything. But by God, we just ask when he comes on that he makes an impact. And he did that again today. And, um, and thankfully, it was, it was one, of the main, one of the main differences in the, in, in the match. Generally, generally delighted for the club and genuinely delighted for the club. It's their 100th year. Um, it's a massive, massive, massive honour for the guys in that dressing room to go along and win a county championship in their 100th year. It'll never be taken away from them. And uh, yeah, just a, a great ending. On the field, you're the manager. Off the field, you have a big role to play in Dansford Community as well going forward. Is that right? Uh, no, that's my brother. brother that's my brother. That's my brother. We'll delete that one. <laughs> that's here. my brother, yeah. Here. Well done and congratulations. What a final that was dragged into extra time. We now go to Blacks and Whites. Pat Nolan, stalwart, statistician, whatever you are today. You must be a proud Blacks and Whites man today. Oh, just very proud. Couldn't be any prouder than the boys today. It was a great shift from the went to Mass first thing this morning, everyone there. And we drove it on from there. Everyone was just united. From the word go, it's four years in this making. So we is when I rang Eddie Scally to come on board. And we had our knockers, I have to be say. But today, put them all to bed. It was a great performance. And it was the ultimate performance from 1 to 32 on this panel. We had injuries during the year. And I'm delighted for them three lads that got bad injuries. You had a tough year. Your yeah, old man had. had a tough year, Pat. It's hard. Your man would have been involved. But being a pro blacks and whites man... All over the field. There was lads all over the field, Pat. They all over themselves, did they? Oh, excuse me for a minute. They were legends. They were legends. That's all they were. From healing and goal has been a terrific all year. Thomas Joyce, Joe Kelly, Crow Maloney. Uh, the whole of them have been just absolute brilliant. And we uh, listened to him from the word go. And they have the utmost... Can't say enough about this man. Okay, Pat Nolan. Look, thanks, thanks very much. Well done. Well, fair juice to Eddie Scally. Ronnie, how are you going? I'd have to have you honest, Eddie. I didn't think this was possible. A lot of people. But you told us all year, all week, that we might be wrong and how wrong we were. Yeah, look, I'm just, I'm just delighted. I remember talking to you a couple of years ago and I said to you, I might stay with these too long. And you said to me straight out, you said, Eddie, if they're improving, you stick with them. And if they're not improving, walk away. And I just felt in my heart that night leaving, and you might believe this, I said, I'm going to give these another year. I think they have it in them. And I went to the boys and said, let's do one more year. And here we are in Nolan Park after winning the junior title. So I can take some credit, Eddie. You right. <laughs> I'm telling you. you Eddie, take... all over the field from the very off. Now, Eddie, I haven't seen blacks and whites all year. But there was players that I said at during the station. They just stood up like men. You're experienced men. The Crow, Dowd at centre-back, Kendi. And then my little man, Nipper in the middle of the centre forward. But I know you don't sing it out individuals, but they were brilliant all over the field. They were, they? you know. We said it in the dressing room before the game, and the senior players stood up. And like Nike Kennedy's won junior titles with this club, so is Crow, so is Dowdy, and so is Paul. And they told the younger lads, they said, Boys, we were here 13 years ago winning these titles, we've done it. But, you know, it's, it's year day today, and we're going to help you through it. And I think the younger lads drove on the older lads, and my God, when you want experience, like these lads have it in abundance, character as well, you know. Eddie, at times the, the match I felt was going for me, you lost your way with five minutes before half time then Wine Gap came back should have got a goal missed a goal then he had a brilliant brilliant chance Sen and Dyle made a great run and Cody made a great save 
surely be the God you said is this not going to be me there yeah look the ball felt to Ryan I thought it was in the back of the net if you knew Ryan you know that there's yeah. only one place it's going and you know the saving grace on it was that the keeper saved and I went out for 65 and Ryan tapped it over the bar and put us three points ahead you know I just I just didn't want to be we didn't want to be in that position we had a 10 minutes again where we fell asleep and in fairness to wind up these are bloody good team and I said this to the boys they're going to have the purple patch but they made big use of it we were lucky not to concede a goal in that period but when we didn't I thought you know just maybe in that last four minutes it felt like 40 for me now Eddie during the year you made a few big decisions I know you you might have given up some of your bad habits it looked like you ran like Usain Bolt when that final whistle then today I never <laughs> seen man go as fast I was going in to make sure the referee wasn't blowing for a free I know I just no, I, I, to be honest Ron, like you know yourself Ronnie the amount of stuff that goes into these things and like, it's just it's just elation like you just you, Matty turned around to me with five minutes ago and he said why do we do this he said you know and it's, it's for this feeling that I have right now I could walk on water Eddie Scally manager of Blacks and Whites enjoy the next two weeks because herself is looking as she she won't see her for the next two weeks I'd say <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, good man Eddie thank thanks you. Thank you. It's my sister congratulations Niall Kendi one of the elder statesmen did you think in the last three or four years you'd get back to a junior county final no I didn't definitely didn't think we'd get back to Adrian um, I thought it was I thought I was gone from us I didn't think we'd um, definitely didn't think we'd make it back having experienced men like yourself the Crow Murphy in the middle of the field, but the young lads came good today. Young Ryan Murphy in particular. Yeah, definitely. Ryan was Ryan was uh, Ryan is serious on the freeze all year. Has been the last few years. And sending Dial there, lads like sending Dial, chasing lads coming out with the ball in the first half was in particular. Got a point was probably the probably probably drove us on in the first half as well. He came out, hooked the lad, blocked the lad, got a point out of it. Um, and Sam Bourne as well. Sam was taking off, but Sam was brilliant all year. At some stage, uh, Niall, I saw you up at wing forward. Now, you're 32 years of age. What the hell were you doing up at half hour? 37, I'm actually 37, 37. excuse me. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, yeah. I was, to, I was told to follow there, man. He's number 10, uh, Niall Welsh. Yeah. I was told, told during the week that he'll be drifting out the field and that I'd have to follow him. So, uh, that's what I done anyway, so... You're in, in great nick. Eddie has done great work with G. Eddie Scally, of course, in the management team in Blacks and Whites. I believe there's a bit of a celebration going to happen in Tom Welsh this evening, aren't there? Oh, definitely will. We'll enjoy the next few days anyway. Uh, definitely, yeah, the management team is serious, Eddie Scally, and he brought in two uh, outsiders this year, Matty Flynn O'Connor and Rory Tracy. Uh, Matty was absolutely unbelievable this year. He's, he'd, if you weren't pulling your weight, he'd let you know about it, and uh, that's what you need as well. That's what you need, uh, a kind of figure like that in the dressing room that had drive the fear into you and, and, and push on and drive you on. And Niall Kendi, at 37 years of age, you're going to be hurling intermediate next year. Oh, definitely, yeah. Definitely, I'll stay for another year anyway, yeah. Uh, it would have been hard to come back now after losing today, but um, after winning now, it would be hard to, hard to walk away now. Congratulations, enjoy Thanks the celebration. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, man. Good lad, fair juice. Well done, well done. Ciao, Welch, well done. How are you getting on? Good lad. Chess, you were great as well, you fucker. <laughs> well, how's it going, Andy? Brian Murphy. A young man at 20 years of age and you turn up in the county final. I'm not sure what you ended up with, but you made no mistakes today, did you? Uh, I wouldn't say that now. The first three of the game, I dragged wide from the 21, so I would let that slide. But no, I was hurling with an incredible bunch of men and to have them stand behind me after missing that first three and encourage me for the whole game, it just it gave, me, it gave me that bit of hope and a bit of drive to just not miss anymore and drive on and win the game. But sure, when you have a bunch of men like that behind you, it's hard not to hurl well. The experienced men you mentioned about Crow and Dowd and Kendi and all those boys, but the young lads as well, they stood up today, all the young lads that you oh, hurled with. Yeah, like I've been hurling with 
sending Sam, Darren Murphy when he came on. Like I've been hurling with them boys since I was a baby in nappies. Like and it's incredible to be winning county finals with them now. I said, actually, not many people know this now, but I said to send and Dial, we started three years ago with the men. Like and we got knocked out in the county quarter final. And I said to send, and I said. Give us three years and we'll be up and win the county final. And I said it to him after the match. I said, "I told you, three years time." So it was a, it was an incredible moment to just come up with the boys and just be here enjoying this with the support from the club and everything. It's just it's, it's incredible. I couldn't describe it. Winning a Jewish champ is massive. Making tough decisions. Near the end, you had a great chance. Dial came along the end line. I think he gave it to you. Goalie did brilliant. And then you were saying to yourself, "Geez, I missed the goal." You came out and you took the 65 and made it a three-point game. Building character, that built character for you today. Yeah, like I said, the minute the ball hit me palm after sending, gave me the hand pass, I said, this has to go. And in fairness to the goalkeeper, now he made an incredible save coming out. Not many people have put their body on the line like that, but um, I was struggling out to the free and I was, I was giving out to myself, can't believe you missed that, can't believe you missed that. And the boys, the four or five of the lads, Niall Kendi, Martin, Jamie, all the lads, just told me to calm it down. Well able to stick the free between the posts, so thankfully I just stood down, calmed myself down, stuck between the posts. Ryan Murphy, congratulations. Enjoy the celebration. Thank you very Brian much. Moore. Good Thank lad. Save with Kilkenny for now. Kilkenny Camogie and Kilkenny Legends went ahead in our first live game on KCLR this weekend. It was thrown in at 2 o'clock on Saturday and an entertaining game to say the least. Brian Dowling, what an occasion that we had here today. First of all, though, on respect the ref day for a man that's usually fairly quiet on the sideline. God, poor Liz was getting a tough off you today. I think she deserved it now, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> she had a few dodgy decisions, but uh, I know, look, it was an absolutely brilliant day. I suppose we came up with the idea there a few weeks ago, and, uh, you know, so something a little bit different. We want to try something a bit different. So, look, fair play to all the hurlers there for, for talking out today. Some of them are still hurling, some of them are a bit rusty, but uh, it was a great occasion and a great crowd here. The majority of the hurlers that I've talked to said that they had no hesitation whatsoever as soon as you picked up the phone call, delighted to do it. Do you think it's something that might become even an annual event within the county? It's a novel idea to have the girls play the fellas, but all of them that I'm after talking to is after loving it. Yeah, no, it is something enjoyable. Like, you know, so the lads are, they said they get them out of the house for, for a while and maybe get to get an excuse go for a few drinks afterwards. So, um, no, it was really enjoyable. And look, there's a great buzz. Uh, in Kilkenny at the moment I suppose and uh, you know the, in fairness the hurlers have always been very supportive since I've been in there anyway and um, you know the lads as you said when I rang, pick up the phone to ask the lads you know they were more than happy to be here and there's other lads who unfortunately couldn't be here and they were mad to play so look it's a great occasion and um, look, the weather was good and um, you know I think we made a lot of money from it so it was great In all serious that's what the idea was for was to raise the money for the, the players to get off on the holiday and in fairness no matter where you've really turned the support to stay for the girls has been immense uh, Look, it's been unbelievable from the very start. Uh, you know, I said it there in the, in the program notes uh, from the the night and the we come down on the, the for the homecoming and the coming into the courthouse. You just see the the crowd that was there. It's still hard to believe. Uh, you know, when you think back on it, and since we started this fundraiser, you know, I started off with a GoFundMe page, but things got bigger and bigger. Then as as, as we went on week on week, and look, there's been a huge amount of work in the background. It's not something you could do every year, but uh, look, in fairness to the girls, they put the shoulders to the wheel, and um, you know, the 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 money is just about raised now, so they left be a holiday which is brilliant it wasn't looking good as suppose the first couple of weeks it looks very really daunting the amount of happy raised but it's there now and um, 
you know, and that's thanks to all the people at Kilkenny, you know, and everyone has been so good to us, the amount of people that have sponsored us individually, businesses, you know, uh, the good wishes we've had, you know, Lock and Gales here in my own club, um, you know, giving us the facilities today and stuff like that. It's just everyone has been so good to us and we're just so thankful now. Jerry Kling was playing out there as well himself today. Looked like a fella that hasn't lost a, a bit of his experience either. Do you think that he'll be getting a, a call back after, you know, I mean, you, you're a man of many talents out there today, to be fair to you as well. Yeah, I was saying that Michael Rice was injured there, but he had a black book coming in, so I was just wondering, was that a book to take down notes and names for, <laughs> for lads next year? So it's, a, it's a clean slate now, you know, but um, no, look again, and even just mention Brian Cody, like, you know, came over here to, to manage the team and that. It's absolutely brilliant to, that he got involved with it as well. So, look, we're just so happy with Liz Dempsey coming in, you know, been the referee, even though I, I, I can't say she had a great game today. She's normally a very good referee, but uh, I know, look, it's a brilliant occasion and it's just a great buzz around, um, about, around the place today, and we're just delighted now. Well, well done to you and the girls for putting on an excellent show because it really was well worth the while and we thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think the people that turned up to watch the match really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, they did. I'm not sure was the, what was the final score there. It was changing there, I think, a few times during the match. But you lost by a point. Lost by a point. I don't know whether that's... I don't know, I don't know when you say we. I don't even know what team I'm on anymore. So, um, <laughs> look, I suppose uh, the Camogie girls keep the unbeaten run going So for the end of the year, so we're happy with that. Well, well done, Brian, and congratulations on a great event. OK, thanks, Martin. Peter Barry. You're a man of many talents. You're a selector. You're a coach. You're now classed as a legend. But you've rolled back the years because it looked like you were a spring chicken out there today in the exhibition match. Uh, I, I think that's a slight exaggeration there. Now. No, 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 in fairness. It was, uh, it was a, it's, look, it's a brilliant idea. Um, it was really enjoyable. We had great crack. The girls are, are, are hard to hurl against and uh, they made it, made it hard work on us and then beat us. But uh, it was really enjoyable, yeah. And... Uh, like, I think there's something in there's a future in this uh, if, you know for other fundraisers and for getting people together because uh, I know from talking to all the lads and the way they all are now we all had we all had great crack I just said it to PJ there earlier on as well like it might be something that could become an annual event because the enjoyment that was had but even for the likes of yourselves to go out and play the reigning All-Ireland champions you've been there before you know how hard it is to fundraise and get money together so for this novel idea it was a great idea to come by the girls yeah brilliant idea brilliant idea and like when Brian reached out to, to all of us I know for a fact like I said everybody just came straight back and said yeah mad for it and delighted to do it but it is I think it could become something that's big you know we bring it over to Nolan Park then and work it even around something you know where there's a you know it's, it's a good cause as well as holidays and that but something else behind it and bring the community into it and uh, and it could be really good you know it could be really good it's a great idea brilliant idea I know you have girls that's playing as well down in Glenmore you're coaching them as well down there for them to be able to see something like this for the girls to come up again dad even you know he's He's coach one day, he's out playing the girls another day. Like it's something that they can aspire to be an all-earned champion themselves someday. Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like they're they're here now and they're on the same field. Um, I met all the Glenmore girls. They're on the same field as uh, the, their heroes. You know, all-earned champions this year, and that's that's magic to be able to just talk to them, touch them, uh, get an autograph off them, have a conversation, and that's look, that's that's gold. You can't get that over in England in the Premiership or anything like that. These 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 real-life heroes are here hurling against some men, old men. And uh, and uh, there, our girls get to meet them, and that's 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 a fantastic thing to have. And Joseph as well. It's really important to say, uh, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't know the girls, you know, to talk to that well because uh, obviously we're all in different circles now. I'm looking after under 14s or whatever, but these they were a great 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 bunch, you know, to be around, and uh, they were they were a great crack with us on the field and everything. So it's look, it's uh, again novel idea, 
brilliant to have all these people still around here half an hour after the match and uh, hopefully it'll come again we know there was disappointment last weekend for yourselves as well but when you have something like this going and you can see the fun and enjoyment and all the faces of all the young supporters here today it's something that's really worth it yeah yeah last week was tough you know Ballyhaler a very good team and uh, and deservedly won it on the day um James Stevens are a strong club with a big tradition and they'll be back for sure there's no question about that but again look the whole thing moves on and uh, we're here this week the lads were playing under 21 today there's an under 15 county final as well up in the club in the village and that's so, up like uh, it's, that's hurling that's sport and if you were to dwell on bad days you'd never move anywhere but we don't dwell on them we'll just move on and we'll come for the next one and hopefully we'll have many more days like this hopefully we will Good man. Thanks, Thanks Peter. very much. I'm, <laughs> I'm here with two former captains, Aoife Prendergast from the Camogie and Lester Ryan from the Hurland Legends. You have blood on your jersey and it's just like as if there was a, a great battle uh, of a series of legends going on there. Lester, I'll start with you. Uh, what did you think of one point loss? Was there a, a bit of a fair reflection there? I thought it was a draw. It wasn't a draw at all. Uh, yeah, fair reflection on the game. I think they outscored us 10 points to none. Did we score in the second half? We scored a goal in the, fight in the second half. Oh, you did. You scored a bit now, in fairness. Yeah, yeah. It's hard playing against the wind in both halves. So. Ah, look, we made the best of it. Aoife, it was a great event. You can hear probably behind us that all the crowd was young girls getting autographs, hurl signs, etc. But for ye, it was an important fundraiser for you. Yeah, look, man. That just sums up the year, to be honest. And we got over the line on All-Ireland final day because of the Kilkenny supporters and they're out here supporting us again, supporting us to get on that holiday and fair play to all of them, we couldn't do it without them. Lester, you're one of the younger legends that was on the field. Is that why they made you do all the running, in fairness? Because every time we looked at you, you seemed to be running in a different direction. I don't know, I'm neither a legend nor retired, so I'm not sure how I fell into today's game. But, uh, yeah, sure, stay alongside Bray Dowling there. Bray told me to do all the running. He'd stand still and look good, so I had to do that, told what the boss says. So, no, it's great now, and it's great to give the girls send-off. It's a pity that they had to work so hard to get the holiday, but I hope they enjoy it now, because... They well deserve it. They're great. I have two little girls and have them watching every match and they're absolutely brilliant role models and we had a great homecoming. It was brilliant. It was there for nearly four hours that night and the girls were brilliant there. Something my two little girls will remember and uh, they're excellent role models so they deserve every bit of holiday. Hope they enjoy it. They certainly are but we have to ask what's with the socks? Like, I mean, were you just looking for someone to be looking for you to give the ball to it because you really stood out like a sore thumb with the Illumina socks? Yeah, uh, yeah, Ballyhale gave us a beating in the club and I actually had my gear ready for the next week's training and that was the gear I was wearing training. I never even looked twice until I pulled them out of the dressing room and all ten lads looked at me so, look, that's what they were. <laughs> well, it certainly works. Aoife, to come up against some of these legends that you've grown up watching over the years, the likes of Peter Barry, JJ Delaney, even this fella here beside me when he captained the hurling team as well. It must be great for yourselves to actually be able to go out, grace the same field and put in a, a battle against them. Yeah, look, it's incredible. Uh, we looked up to these lads when we were younger and there's people watching on there today that are hopefully looking up to us and maybe this might inspire them to grace the same field that we're on. So, no, it's a great it's a great battle to play alongside the likes of Leicester and the, um, the rest of them. So, even to get, get an old battle against Brian Dowling was great. So, and Philly Larkin. Um, no, yeah, it was brilliant. And fair play to the lads for talking out today and giving us the support that we needed. Well, Aoife, Lester, well done on a great match because we certainly enjoyed it. Thanks very much. PJ Ryan, a bit of crack, a bit of banter, but in all fairness, there was a lot of seriousness out there as well. Exhibition game between yourselves, the hurling legends, and the Kilkenny Camogie Stars for their holiday fundraiser. 
what do you make of the whole event? Yeah, look, it was a great, great occasion. Um, no, great crowd here as well. It was great to see uh, a few lads uh, come out of retirement to put up the, the boots again, you know, and it's all there in the first few minutes. A lot of lads were very stiff. Was and look, there was a bit of cracking it. As the game went on there, you know, you tug out there, you, you tug out and you play and you play for all it's worth. And, you know, there was a bit of seriousness and a good bit of crack. So it was a great day uh, to be had here and we're delighted with everything. And it was great to meet the lads again and delighted for the girls that they got such a great uh, turnout today for the, for the game. We were just saying it, just like yourself, you pulled off a couple of great saves there for Miriam Welch as well in the first half. You didn't leave in the goal as soon as you went off then. The goals went in with record nearly making you come back on for the, the rest of the second half. Ah, no, he wasn't to be fair. It's a chap now and chap went in. He pulled off a couple of great saves there as well. And to be honest, I didn't really want to go back in. I got away with a clean sheet there in the first half. So I cut my losses instead out of the way. Which is a great event though to have and it's a pity that there's not more of them happening maybe throughout the last number of years you know to have the, the girls go up again the fellas and that you know it was a great spectacle for the fans to be able to turn up to and maybe it's something that could be come a yearly event Ah sure maybe it will you know it was a great idea from the girls to be fair to them and look for ourselves as well like it was great to get the back together with the lads we haven't spoken or seen some of them for a long long time you know and again like the, the match is over now and we'll go upstairs here in O'Loughlin's and we'll get a good catch up together now and we're, we're looking forward to that You certainly will I suppose you had the benefit of being out training for a while after playing in the relegation final a couple of weeks ago yourself and JJ but a bit of a, a stern test there with uh, Miriam and a couple of the forwards again you today Ah yeah look they're, they're great girls and great players and um, I'm sure the All-Stars will reflect that at the end of the year, you know, and look, Miriam has a handful there today and she got a couple of great scores, you know, and uh, oh, they're a great team, the, the girls, and it was great for everyone to see them up close now today and just see how good they really are. Well, good man, well done on keeping the clean sheet Thanks as well. No, man. So while we're on the topic of Kilkenny, we'll stay with Kilkenny. Mon Levad enjoyed a tremendous win over Brackena on Saturday in football. Here's some post-match reaction. I'm with Mullinavat manager Michael Aylward after their 2-6 to 1-7 victory over Offaly side Brackna in the Leinster Intermediate Club Football Championship and Michael the end to that game an incredible victory for your side though and uh, as you just said to me off air um, scoreboard's all that matters It is you know what I mean like we just didn't play in the first half and they just uh, pulled up the socks in the second half they knew what they hadn't done or what they should have done the first half we didn't second half they just put the uh, put the foot on the pedal and just got going and just uh, played to where they can't play and Unbelievable, just unbelievable. It was unbelievable. A great crowd here from Mullinavad, I must say. And you could hear the roar at the end when Park and the substitute got the goal uh, to clinch it for your side. But you mentioned there that first half, I think one four to two points behind at half time. What was it, do you think, that was the key thing in the second half to turn it around? Because I think as the game went on, you could, you could, you would have to say Mullinavad thoroughly deserved the win. We just went back to the basics, just went back to uh, making this, as many as little mistakes as possible in the second half and more used the ball, we just, which we didn't do in the first half. We're kicking ball away, we just didn't keep control, we just over panicked a little bit, just got our heads right for the second half and just got right on the scoreboard at the latter end. And how key was the first goal from your captain, Michael Malone? I think you were five points behind at that stage. Seemed to drag you back into the game and you never relented beyond that. Yeah, you know, it's just very important because he's a... Just, I don't know how you describe him he's just a phenomenal player just phenomenal for the club and for our county but like his just drive and hunger is unbelievable and the lads feed off it and he's a, a vital cog with every one of them make up that machine and it's just a matter we have, we have the engine turned on now and hopefully we can keep it going and How much are you looking forward now to the next round and maybe trying to get as much of a run in Leinster as possible? Look at the next game is at home two weeks time and just wherever it is Westmead and we just give them a rattle again like we're we we the complete underdogs we've not okay we've 
gone a long ways before but a little bit unlucky before probably in the Leinster final but inexperienced but like we just have that little bit of experience this time we just have a hunger and we're the underdog and we've none to lose we can go out everybody would be expecting Kilkenny team a Mullivat team to get beaten outside Kilkenny but not with our own dressing room no we don't expect we expect to go a long ways and that goes back to football and the way it's been harnessed in Mullinavat. I mean, obviously winning back the county championship this year against Thomas Town in the final. But just generally, we see so many Mullinavat players involved in that. Um, all Ireland junior winning side for Kilkenny there also. Is it something that in the club, it just seems to be really treated with the, the greatest of respects? And you can see it come to fruition today and across the board. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? The lads have a great passion, a great hunger for it. And that's what's the most important thing like I'm only a small steer, a part in it like and there's Jamie Fenley there who I played over the years and was a big help on the line and great encouragement to the lads you know what I mean he's been there and done that and he keeps the lads cool and um, on the ground and like they had a great run with Kilkenny which was completely unexpected like nobody would have expected Kilkenny to be even in that all Ireland final like, and they turned around they played a marvellous game of football above that day like Michael Malone had played the Friday night and he was he dragged that team himself and Mike Kenny they dragged that team to a win over London, over London. once they got to the all and fine they had absolutely not to lose and it was great for them it was great for the lads that are interested in playing football and there is a lot of clubs that are interested in playing football it's just as it's not treated with respect as it should be within the county like you get a fixtures list for Hurland at the start of the year football they'll think about fixing in February and next thing all of a sudden they're playing the, the league the week after and they want to run it off as quickly as they can so it's not, it's not right like you know what I mean Morris Elbert had to go at Carlo above about the hurling it's the same principle of football in Kilkenny like do you know what I mean like just when you get going everybody's behind you but keep it going is the most important thing and and not just to, to kind of concentrate on that but is that something that's really important Michael because I've seen today there's not many teams that will get as much enjoyment out of winning a game as he did today in the Leinster Intermediate Football Championship is that something that kind of needs to be communicated to the clubs better that a run in these competitions is like nothing else Oh, it isn't like anything else. It's, it's the unexpected, like, and you can go out here with no pressure on. Like, we came today here with no pressure from outside, but, like, from, our, from ourselves, we know the expectation from ourselves. But we just came here to play football and enjoy it. I think that's what it's about. Do you know what I mean? It has taken us, has taken us a long ways. This is our third home game. We've won three home games, which is, which is great, like, you know what I mean? And I have full admiration for the lads there. They come down, they'll train, they come from wherever they are, working in Dublin, wherever they're working, they'll come down, they'll do the train, and they just don't mind it. They get on, and we'll give them a bit of a... a a, a rally kind of times but like it's um, <laughs> that's, that's the way it is like but they take it on the chin and they get on with it it's an hour's football and we have an hour's football now two weeks time please God and we'll give it a rattle and at the end of it if we come out on the right side of it well and good if not we'll be after doing our best to get there well congrats today Michael and the very best of luck in two weeks thanks very much and with Mullinavac cornerback Mikey Jones after their 2-6-1-7 victory in the Leinster Intermediate Football Championship against Offaly side Bracknam Mikey how good does that feel a brilliant victory there and the goal at the end of course wrapping up a dramatic result oh yeah yeah it was a brilliant brilliant uh, feeling like you should see the giant lads faces there after the match and everyone down like we knew we knew we had a victory uh, like a good game in us we were down we were down until that goal like so we just kept tipping even at half time we were down by five and we, we knew if we just kept tipping away kept tipping away there was chances there we missed four or five frees in the first half there was always chances there for us but uh, I know it's, it's brilliant it's a brilliant feeling and hopefully long may it last and Mikey I was talking to your manager Michael Aylward about the game specifically I should say but is there a difference as a player comparing for a county game where maybe you'd be more familiar with the opposition compared to a Leinster game? Because you've had a couple of runs now in the Leinster Championship. Is it kind of different? Do you have to just look after yourself a lot more than looking after the opposition? Or how do you go about preparing for a game like this? Yeah, I suppose um, we tend to focus on ourselves mostly because at the end of the day you just have to look after your own performance. And 
we had a, we had a little bit of we had a few clips of, of their games their semi final and final but like you know they're only two games you see during the year you don't see what else goes on so kind of more so just worry about yourself and, and prepare get yourself right mentally and physically and you know it's, it was four weeks of break here since we got knocked out of Ireland and lads mightn't have done it. the same amount of training and stuff but like we were, we were training twice a week body be a bit sore now because they're slowing down coming into the winter and stuff but like just look after yourself and prepare get the basics right know, know who you're marking know what side's the strong side what side they like to attack from you know um, but yeah basically just look after yourself and, and get yourself and get yourself right anyway and the team then after that so and your manager as well also mentioned the importance of that Michael Malone goal. That brought the game back to within two points. Would you kind of echo that sentiment that that was a key moment in the game and that from then you seemed to just kick on and the momentum was witchy? Oh yeah, d- definitely. I thought at the first half there, we, we knew we hadn't performed really at half time, but we were still in it. Like there was, I don't, I, there was five points in it. It can be a big score in football, but at the same time, there was only two scores. But Malone's goal, yeah, once he got, once he got through, there was no one going to stop him really. Yeah. The second he picked up the ball, there was no one going to... I was not going to take it off him, but yeah, it really turned it. And I think the lads in half back line there turned over more ball and midfielders and stuff. So that really drove us on, really. And before Park in, got the winner, two chances went to begging for a goal to put you into that lead. Were you thinking that just wasn't going to be your day, or was the kind of character that's instilled in this team drove you on to get the winner? Uh, yeah, we had we had chances. We had chances, like I said, in the first half. We had chances in the second half. But Gan's goal, yeah, he. Um, yeah, a nice little finish at the back post. You, you would be worried, all right, that this game is slipping. There was only, I think there was 29 minutes gone on the clock when he scored that. So when he got that, we're, you're, you're never confident that until the final whistle goes. But you, you're a bit more like relaxed and comfortable on the ball, knowing that you're in control, then you're not chasing the game. But it was a, it was a big goal for us, definitely, yeah. We got a point after that again, and you know, it's really steady the ship. But the goal was, was absolutely vital for our confidence and, and it helped us, yeah course that's sealed victory which means you now move on to the next round i think it'll be westmeath opposition at home in two weeks time how much are you looking forward to that now and having another run in the leinster intermediate championship because a couple of years ago i believe you lost the final by a point so is there a real sort of determination within the panel to try and maybe go back on that and go one step further again yeah i tell you um the, the leinster final was probably one of the sorest losses that i've ever like talked to any of the lads everyone like even now there's still a there's still a want to get back there but we know we're not silly like we're not football's not our first our first love um, so it's just going to take every game as it comes now we'll enjoy the next two weeks we'll enjoy training we'll enjoy the crack the dressing room beforehand there you wouldn't get it in, in a hurling dressing room anywhere in the county like so everyone's having a bit of crack half an hour before the game things start to turn alright but the enjoyment inside in that dressing room before Tuesday night's train Sunday morning's train you know it's, it's a it's a real joy really to be to be around to be involved well it was a joy to watch that today and the very best of luck in the next round Mikey and congrats on a brilliant win today cheers thanks very much thank you Mucka Lee travelled up to Longford to take on Grattan Oak came away very victorious in that one here's a discussion on how their season's been going in general Now I'm delighted to say that I have the Muckalee Ladies football team joint captains on the line Kelly Comfort and Adele Coonan of course they did win the county final a little earlier this month uh, Adele and Kelly how are you? Not too bad Robbie thank you Good thanks Robbie Just looking back on the year so far um, how great a year has it been to win that county championship obviously? Um, yeah we're absolutely delighted because I suppose last year um, was a big year for us winning it for the first time 
that was a huge achievement. Um, and then the goal this year was, you know, to try put back-to-back titles. Um, one of our trainers had kind of, you know, had a mantra during the year for us that good teams win county finals, but great teams win them back-to-back. So that kind of drove us on to try and make sure and get the two in a row. Yeah, and Adele, how much did it mean to win that two in a row? Because we've heard it consistently in any sport that you know it can be easy to win uh, one title, but to climb that mountain again, it, it was a phenomenal achievement this year. Yeah, I suppose it was an absolute great achievement, Robbie. It has been a fantastic year for the Muckley Ladies Football Club. Getting the opportunity of winning the Kenny County Championship final again was an amazing achievement. We are now heading into the quarterfinals of the Leinster Ladies Gaelic Football Championship, which is where we want to be as a club, playing at your best against county champions across Leinster, I suppose. Yeah, and last weekend you mentioned there you're in Leinster. Obviously, you're playing against the county champions of Leash, who are Sarsfields. A really impressive 5-10 to 2-6 victory um, there. How pleased were you with not just the result, but the performance, Kelly? Um, we were absolutely delighted. Um, I suppose for us, like a lot of time we get, oh, you know, Kilkenny football, this, that and the other. So we just kind of wanted to go out and prove ourselves that we can compete with, you know, any other county, regardless of be it football or camogie. Um So then as a team... We're just delighted because obviously with the Leinster teams you don't really know what you're facing up against um, and it could be the same tomorrow. We have no idea uh, what Grattan will be like but just kind of taking each challenge and um, trying to build on from it each year. And Adele, how different is it playing in Leinster compared to the county championship? Because obviously you've been very dominant over the last two years, really good campaigns ending in um, silverware by winning the senior county titles in Kilkenny. But is it kind of different? Do you set up differently tactically? Is, do you have to do anything in a in a different way to what you usually would um, compared to the county championship in Kilkenny? Well, I suppose um, going out of your county championship into a Leinster championship in any sport is going to be tough. Football is on the rise in Kilkenny and it was great to see a lot more country clubs getting into the fold this year. Um, the Muckley ladies are now representing Kilkenny at this level in the Leinster Championship and are really looking forward to it and we definitely will give it a good shot anyway. And Kelly, Adele mentioned it there, you're representing Kilkenny um, how much of an honour is that not just to represent your club on the Leinster stage but also the fact that you know, you're know you there on merit you are the best team in Kilkenny consistently now over the last two years it must be a real sort of um, you know an, an achievement in itself to be representing Kilkenny ladies football um, on the Leinster stage um, Absolutely like it's a great privilege and honour for us um, and even like what's really nice is girls from other clubs like uh, for example Rail Yard etc They've sent messages, you know, to me or to different members of the club, wishing us the best of luck going on to represent Kilkenny. Um, so that's a huge honour as well, like that. You know, obviously player, player county um, teams in the county, and then when you're going on to Leinster, equally they're wishing us best of luck as we would if the shoe was on the other foot. So it's a huge honour to represent, obviously Mukalee, our local parish, um, and then to go on and be adding on Kilkenny to that as well. And just generally, Kelly, you mentioned there obviously really are people, a, a proud club as well, and a lot of other people, I suppose, from different clubs in Kilkenny sending you your best wishes. Do you feel like, you know, we've spoken to Alina Byrne, the PRO of Kilkenny LGFA here consistently on scoreline, and, and multiple other people that are involved in ladies football in Kilkenny, you can see the real sort of sense of growth and um, purpose behind the sport over the last couple of years in particular. Do you feel like Kilkenny football, Kilkenny's ladies football, not just Muckley, who, who are obviously thriving at the moment, but just generally across the county, it's really in a good moment? Oh, it's huge. Um 
for example, like when I started playing, I was only 13 and we had one team and that was it. And you just played, you know, whether you were 13 or 30, you all played on the one team. Um, but now, like, all the clubs around have under sixes, under eights, under tens, the whole way up along. Um, and that's, see, starting to reap the awards now in that football has become very strong in Kilkenny. Um, and no doubt, like, in another couple of years, when those younger girls come on again, like, that'll be a huge boost to the county. Um, even, like, uh, following the Facebook pages, there's always something going on, be it uh, a special trainer for the underage, or, like, we had... Um, a breakfast morning with training. There's always something going on in each of the different clubs. Um, and it's also seen a rise in the Gaelic for mothers and others as well, which obviously, again, is another bonus to the county. Certainly is. And Adele, just generally focusing now a bit more on Muckley Ladies Gaelic Football Club, not just the senior team, but across the, the board. Not, you know, Kelly mentioned their Gaelic for mothers and others, the amount of people that are involved in it. Obviously, I know that firsthand being from the parish. How great a sort of community spirit and club is there with in the Ladies Football Club in Muckley at the moment? Well, as I said before, Robbie, winning a county championship back to back is a huge achievement for us as a club. It was very special. We are so lucky to have management, I suppose, mentors, families, spectators and committee that instill so much positivity in us to make us believe that we can achieve things like this as a team. We have an amazing, talented group of girls, I suppose, that put so much effort into this, into the game, both on and off the pitch. And I suppose it's the camaraderie that gets us over the line to achieve our goal at the end of the day. Yeah, and... Kelly and Adele, I'll pose this question to the two of you because obviously you're joint captains for a reason. You're two of the most experienced players. You've been there and kind of seen it all, um, not just in, in football, but also in Camogie um, as well, it must be said. Um, do you kind of take on that leadership role, not just as captains, but as those experienced players, particularly because it is such a young panel? Well, I, say, well, I wouldn't say I take up the leadership role with the girls. I just use my experience to encourage them and get them out, get out of them, I know each and every one of them are capable of, I suppose. The talent within this team is huge. The work that has gone into football in both in Muckley, both in the underage and at senior level, is to be admired. And that makes my job and that of the management team that much easier, I suppose. And would you echo that, Kelly? Yeah, I'd echo the exact same. Um, like everyone in the panel is bringing kind of a strength of their own to it, you know. Um, so it's not so much, you know, a me or Edel or anything like that. Like, it's an entire panel, not just even the 15 that start our games. It's the five subs that come on and the other 10, 15 subs that are constantly encouraging on from the sideline. And obviously that makes training quite competitive. There's 35 girls fighting for 15 places. So that obviously drives on everyone all around. And Kelly, it's Grattans of Longford, of course, in the game on Saturday at throwing time of 2pm and we'll have updates across the day on scoreline. A very busy day of sports across um, ladies football, football and hurling across Kilkenny and Carlow, of course, and scoreline is the place to get there. But Grattans in that game, how tough an opponent will they be? How do you prepare for a game like that? Because, of course, you, you maybe wouldn't know as much about the opposition in Leinster as you would within your own county. Do you kind of just have to focus on yourself a lot more than you usually would? Or how do you go about preparing for a Leinster game? Um, exactly, like we'd be kind of saying to the girls, look, win, lose or draw, like, the result is aside. Well, all we want to come off that pitch, say Saturday at whatever, four o'clock, is knowing that we had given absolutely everything we could, be it that we win or be it that we lose, once we can come off with that sort of feeling. I, for me, anyways, that's massive. Um, 
last year, unfortunately, we were beaten in the Leinster quarter final, and we were disappointed in ourselves, not because we lost, but because we felt we didn't perform even um, to the standard that we would usually hold for ourselves. So we'd kind of be thinking that same mentality on Saturday, that regardless of a win or a loss or a draw, that we can come off that pitch knowing, right, we actually did everything we possibly could, um, absolutely emptied ourselves and we can't really ask any more of ourselves then after that. And Adele, do you use that defeat last year in last year's quarterfinal? Of course, you're at the same stage now. Do you use that as a motivational factor to kind of avoid feeling that hurt and that sense of loss um, again this year? Well, absolutely, yeah. We've learned so much from that defeat last year and I suppose we've learned a lot from it and hopefully what we've learned will get us over the line this Saturday. Now on the topic of football, Carlo football, we're flying the banner high as Palatine, Fenna and Clonmore were in action. Unfortunate for Fenna, but some great results for Palatine and Clonmore. I'm standing on the pitch beside two very, very happy gentlemen, Shane O'Neill and Pat O'Flynn. Shane O'Neill, the centre forward, Pat O'Flynn, the manager of Palatine. I was about to say the scoreboard makes for very happy reading, but it's already changed to tomorrow's game. Um, Shane O'Neill, first of all, how does it feel to have led Palatine to their first ever victory in the AIB Leinster Club Championship? Oh, this is an unbelievable day for us. Um, so we, we felt 2015-16, um, we were after a couple of... Um, long years without it, so obviously they were celebrated and then the draw kind of didn't do us t- too much favours with Port Leash and Vincent's and we just really felt that you know, today we had the extra week off and, and we really put the shoulder to the wheel um, and training has been very, very good the last two weeks. You know, we really upped it and, and we're missing three or four lads, but you see the, the impact from, from certain lads there to come in and, and do an unbelievable job for us. But that's an effort there from 1 to 30, along with the, the backroom team and, and the club committee and, and all the juvenile coaches, everyone. That was one massive, massive effort and everyone's so happy now. That's that's as good as it gets, really. It's easy to say it post-game, but did you get a sense that this performance was coming? Definitely, yeah. We worked really, really hard, in fairness. After after the county final, we said, look, we're going to go at this. And, and you know, we haven't had a win and we're too big of a club now to, to not be pushing on and trying to get this win. Um, and, and obviously the fact that it was, it was broadcast to, to the country as well, we really wanted to show, just for all the work that the lads do around, around the club, we wanted to show everyone on the national level to know what, what we're about. Um, we love football and there's too many dedicated lads to, you know, to not be doing this competition justice. So we really, really pushed on and tried to get a big performance tonight. And was that something that you talked about? Look, you know, this is going to be on RTE, everyone's going to be watching us, we want to put our best foot forward. I know, like in fairness, um, Pado has kind of instilled in us that it's about us, it's not about anyone else. Um, the outside stuff, you know, that's grand, it'll come our way. But you know, we just we just love playing football, we're a tight group. Um, and it didn't really come into the conversation, we just wanted to put in a big performance for himself. And, uh, you know, we really enjoyed that out there. We were enjoying that game. I know it was tough and it was bells, but, you know, we, we absolutely love being out there. What were you thinking early on? When they got a decent enough start, they were 3-1 up after maybe 5-10 minutes. Um, we don't panic, you know. We have a game plan there, and we just try to work to. Um, we stick to the process, um, and and we knew, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get our patch. We work hard, and you know, we know we'll work ourselves into the game. And that's what we've done all year. We we just work, and your skills. There's no doubt about our football and skill. It's it's our work, and we really work tonight. And, and eventually, um, you know, we knew we'd get our chances like we have done all year. So if we we work and apply ourselves well, you know, that's what that's what it's about. 
Is it a different feeling winning a game in the province? It's a new one for you, but is it is it different to anything you've ever experienced before? Absolutely. It just it feels like another level. That it just feels like we've pushed on to another level today um, and followed. Obviously, you know we hear a lot about the Aeroge teams, the Blues teams. Um, so we just wanted to put in a big performance for ourselves and, and put ourselves am, among them and just get a win in Leinster. Um, and that's kind of the monkey off the back now. So hopefully for for a long number of years now. That with the juvenile work that's going on that we can push on and really you know, compete at the highest, highest level of club football and, and we showed tonight that we can Shane I'll let you go Paddo I'll, I'll, I'll stay chatting to you very often managers say before the game when they're down very important players this is a squad game we've got guys who can stand up us in the media we're cynical and we say well he's the manager he has to say that but you know what you were absolutely right guys came in they stood up and you showed that when fellas are missing others can do it and they have yeah, like in, in fairness, like there's no point having 39 lads training, um, you know, all year, like unless you're going to use them and trust them. Like, you know, it's not an inter-county setup; it's a, it's a club setup. And the first thing is the club jersey means so much to those guys. Like, uh, you know, we're in a we're in a WhatsApp group, obviously, with the players, and like every day you're getting 30 to 39 uh, WhatsApp messages of players going into the gym, doing their recovery work, doing whatever, beating up, kicking the ball around. They they love being with each other, and that that spirit is something that a management team can't create that's so special and unique to Palatine as in they created amongst themselves like they all they all they all just love being with each other like Shane what Shane didn't say there was he was one of the coaches that coached the guys to win an under 15 county final a couple of weeks ago half the team Connor Crowley Jason Kane Horst Lawler they're all coaches in the club so it's only the, the lads that are 17 to 21 22 aren't coaches so like not only are their leaders on the field they're leaders off the field as well and that comes through in the way they, they play football Talk to me about the game plan tonight when it was on you went long when it wasn't, you worked it really well. T- to be honest with you, Oshin, I'm, I'm a simple man, and you know, like when you have lads who are able to kick the ball, why, why hold up to play it? Like just let it in and let it into the forwards. Like uh, my, my mother at home would often scream at, at the telly, why won't they let the ball in? If there's space inside, let the ball in and let it into the shooters. It's, it's you know, the danger men are inside, so it's, it's a simple game plan, and the lads like it, and it's what they're set up to do, and it's what they're actually good at. So let the ball in, you know. And there was a nice mix in the goals, a bit of um, like hard work and just getting a fingertip to it. We saw in the lead up to the first goal, I think it was Sheehan who got up in the air and flicked it on to Connor. I didn't see that live, I only saw that on the replay. It's that kind of thing, those kind of moments, they can turn games. Yeah, but they're, they're footballers, like they, they love football. Like, you know, like during the summer, often we trained early on a Sunday morning so the lads could get out and watch Carlo playing the senior football, so the lads could get up and watch Kildare playing in Crow Park. They'd be going to football matches all year long and it's, it's, it's you know, it's brilliant. Like, and it's their enthusiasm, like, when you're in a management team and their enthusiasm is just so much for football like and even within the club like I've never witnessed anything like it like the passion the supporters have for football like last three weeks ago when we went back to the clubhouse after winning the county final all their supporters all they wanted was to win one night in the Leinster football championship they felt it was the one thing that was missing out in the club and after the terrible year they had for the last couple of years losing such special people in the club it's just wonderful to be able to celebrate something like this tonight It was on RTE television that brings its own pressure. Did the lads handle that well? Did they talk about it? I mean, the fact that you've actually done it in front of the public service broadcaster and the nation was able to watch it, does that make it even more meaningful for you? It, it, it doesn't, as in, it, 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 to be honest with you, all those outside influences is something that we just don't get into. As in, you know, the players, the one thing the players asked me was, look, before matches, they don't like doing interviews, just don't, don't. That's the only thing. We go, we train. 
Uh, it could have been on Sky Sports tonight. It could have been on RT. It doesn't matter. And it so was on KCLR. And it was on KCLR. You know, I can't put, can't 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 um, can't put mention Brendan Hennessy. Uh, but like, look, it's 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 for them. It's about getting on the field, performing, and they love that that red and green jersey. They absolutely die for it, and they die for each other on the field. And I think that came out tonight, as in they were just buzzing for this match. I could get a sense, even the Monday night, when we're all out having a few beers after the county final. They were all just looking forward to this match. If this match was on top of a mountain over in Coon with no spectators, they just wanted to win this match. So did it. Horse Lawler looked like he was going to have to go off. He picked up what looked like a quad or a hamstring injury towards the end of the first half. He was limping around. He limped into the changing room. He wasn't moving particularly well when he came back out, but he played almost the entire second half and still affected the game. He's he's just something else, isn't he? Well, I spoke about warriors, like Horse is a warrior. You know, uh, not only on the field, but off the field. All those guys are, are people that would just, just do anything for each other. Uh, the man just, the man on one foot, one leg, you know, he just he just went and did his job for the team and in fairness to Horst, he'd go through a brick wall for, for the team to get that win. And did he show tonight how smart a footballer he is? Because everyone, I suppose, focuses on his athletic ability and his strength. But tonight he played really smart. Horst is a coach in the club. He was over the minors, very unlucky to, to not make the county semi-final. So, like, he's, he, you know, he's, he's, he's well in tune with the game, so he is. Just before I let you go, it's Port Arlington or Castletown here on the 6th of November. No doubt you'll be an interested spectator down in Wexford tomorrow. Yeah, actually, a good friend of mine, Joe Gardner, who I coached in WIT, is actually half-back on the Castletown team. Yeah. So I'll be going down to watch that. My uncle, John Highland, is actually from Port Arlington. So, so, so there's connections all over the place. So looking forward to it. I never looked forward so much going down to Wexford Park in all my life as a Kilkenny man. And you know, will you have any of those lads back for the game? Any of the lads that were missing? <sighs> we'll see tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day. We'll enjoy tonight. Jim, we hear you quite often on KSLR. We heard you at Thailand Style on Friday. I was listening to you from afar. But uh, a great weekend, Carla Clubs, unfortunately. About out, but if you're on Club Clonmore that's a tremendous win today yeah I know it's a great boost nice to get over the line and uh, I, I know that the, the, I thought the performance overall was good they were a better team on the day and um, I, I suppose this will stand them in good stead and they will have a significant challenge now against Straffan in the next round but it's a home draw for us as, again so that's brilliant I just said to Gerard Isle on commentary home draws are a great advantage you still have to win your matches but all too often in the past Carlo teams going up the country and it, it's always a hard luck story but great advantage this year all the Carlo teams got home draws and St Mullins at home here in a few weeks time in the hurling could add to another brilliant day Palatine with a big win last night a home yeah. draw and they have a home uh, semi-final now yeah no that's great and great for Pal history making last night and I'd say Fenn are a little bit disappointed that they didn't do themselves justice yesterday but that's the nature they were short number of players yeah, and it's hard when you're short Jim. It, it is yeah it is and um, look at one or two things happening in the match the same as they happen in any matches and it's difficult then to, to, to they left themselves a lot to do in the second half but they kept trying till the end in fairness to them you know as a chairman you'd have to be happy with the way things are going at the moment but to have two Carla teams into the next round of the Leinster Championship on the one weekend is terrific and uh, it, like, it'll shorten the winter somewhat and with a bit of luck I know you're celebrating 75 years and more Ballyhale Shamrock's 50 years in Kilkenny yeah. and they won five in a row so it would be great to get to a final and I know it's a long way away but you have to look at Straffan first Yeah I'm sure Clonmore will say one match at a time yeah. but we're, we're still from a Carla perspective we're very happy the way we finished our season with our senior players under Niall Crew and the lads and this is Frank and the farm if you like to a certain extent that Carla football is in a good place and I think we're progressing nicely and developing nicely and I hope that we can get a run from both teams that are still remaining the senior and the junior And the television cameras last 
last night, a lot of people looking in and say, well, Carlo football, not too bad. Now, in fairness, they have held their own in the club championship over the last few years. Bayrogue recently yeah. Bally, or, uh, was a Ballyboden and he lost Opie a pointer in 2019. Yeah. Uh, always competitive and, and Mount Leinster Rangers competitive, St Mullins getting to the Leinster final. So, in fairness, yeah. clubs in Carlo have done well of late. Yeah, they have and, and I think it's a, it's a great boost because players at inter-county level, you know, it doesn't always pay off but at club we, we're very competitive we have a great track record Mount Leinster Rangers winning it with St Mullins getting to the Leinster club final you know and uh, and even last year MLR committed, completed very well against uh, Shamrocks yeah and uh, and we're hoping now that you know against the new Wexford champions that St Mullins and I'm very confident that St Mullins will acquit themselves very well home match again home match again as well you and know? if a win of another home yeah, match but, but, yeah, exactly great great hurdles down there now if we win I think the semi-finals are actually going to Crow Park oh. so if, if, if we look at what's we'll wrong, go there with, anyway. what's wrong <laughs> with playing in Crow Park, yeah. nothing, you know. So we're, we're we're happy with that. Look at it. We wish all of them the best, and I know if they play to their potential, they have a good a chance as anybody. And as I say, we have a proud tradition in in club football and club hurling. Yeah. Palatine did really well last night. Clonmore today, and Jim, I just said it. Go back to your own club today, and, and a yeah. great win. And uh, in fairness to the Longford lads, they were competitive, but. Clonmore the better team but uh, 75 years great tradition in Clonmore yeah. great performance today great young team and plenty yeah. of speed and agility and scoring and I think collectively everybody did well yeah and, and I think like the last time we were junior was 1950 so it's extremely important that we bounce back which we did first year up because the longer it goes on the more difficult it can become so it's great to get back up particularly we now we have three pieces of silverware to celebrate as well our 75th year and uh, I hope that that will influence the younger players that are looking up to this particular team and it'll pay dividends in the future all going well when Nicky Brennan was president of the GA Kenny were going well your chairman of Carroll Atlan Moore now going well Jim so you're going to hope they're still going well well I hope so that's right you know so we'll take anything if that works if that's, that works we'll take it you know yeah, and, and so. before I go on the fundraising side of things because all county boards need a few Bob I know that the bingo online bingo looks like now you've got to go ahead and it's looking yeah. like the launch is coming soon so people have to keep an eye out for that and it's serious potential for the clubs in Carlow to make money and for the county board to make a few Bob also yeah, yeah we're launching that next Thursday night and we had to that eyes and cross the T's before we were confident that we could run with this and uh, we're really looking forward to it. We're very mindful of clubs that had a difficult time with the usual fundraising streams over the COVID period uh, weren't there for them and this will offset that to a certain uh, to a certain extent we hope but to get regular income on a weekly basis I think no club should look this gift horse in the mouth and I believe they won't so we're really looking forward to launching this and making that as successful as we possibly can for the clubs and for ourselves and we're all one after all we're just an extension of the clubs in Carlow well, you know it has to be from Carlow to play this bingo you can play for many it's called Celtic Bingo and it's going to be a fundraiser for all GA yeah. and Carlow well it's Gaelic Bingo yes Gaelic yeah. Bingo online and uh, it doesn't matter where you are in the world you can play this and uh, we hope that loads of people do and it will become a massive success for us all going well Okay. well listen good to see you today well done Thanks, more. well done Pal last night commiserations to Fena, yeah. but uh, a few great days to come in in uh, Carlow football. The way things are going, Jim, we might have to cancel the FIFA World Cup the way the Carlow teams are going at the uh, moment. Yeah, <laughs> stranger things have happened. We, we, you know, if they cancel it on uh, because we're going well, I'll take that as well. You know. Okay, well, you yeah, just have to keep it out for the fixtures. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's Thanks it, a million. Brendan. Thanks, Brendan. Thank Thanks, you. Jim. Go on. Thanks. Now we hear from Davy Jones of Davy Jones Fitness talking about how some of these players can recover very well.
Jim Bulger there talking to Brendan Hennessy after a, a Clonmore victory. Now we're going to switch attention just ever so briefly and we're going to speak to Davy Jones from Davy Jones Fitness. Davy has uh, trained numerous hurlers over the past few years, inter-county hurlers as well. And I'd like to get his thoughts on how someone can recover and then be able to get prepared for the Leinster provincial championships which are going to be lying ahead of the likes of Blacks and Whites and Danesford and Clonmore and Palatine. Davy, thanks very much for joining me. How are you, Shane? I'm very good, sir. We're after having an absolute manic weekend here of KCLR Sport, and there's going to be a lot of sore bodies between Mun Lavat getting their victory, Muck and Lee ladies getting their victory. It's just lots of people are going to have to kind of be able to soak in all that abuse that they received physically on the pitch and then get ready to go again. How does one fully recover from such a tumultuous game that they may have had? Uh, well, the first thing, the most important thing would be hydration first. Um, getting in water first and salt, sodium, and then go to look for more nutrition food. Then after that, then getting in the right amount of carbs, especially after something so strenuous like that. And then you go to a more the physical aspect, I suppose. Your physio, your stretching, your foam rolling, maybe ice baths, compression, all these kind of things will help. And you know, taking not taking a few days off, but kind of actual recovery. Then for the lads, will be a big thing for tomorrow and Tuesday probably before they go back training again. And then, yeah, that, that'd be a success with your food and then work your way up with your, your stretch and your physio work. Any injuries you might have, make sure to work on them that you're not you're not carrying an injury into the next game. is a big thing too. Uh, these likes of things like physio, foam rolling, they're becoming a lot more prevalent in sports. And when you're looking at the junior ranks, say, it's something like that, they're, it's all through throughout it. It's almost a professional setup for amateur sports as well. Uh, but... There's cause for celebration in some cases as well. Maybe people might be going to uh, their limit in that respect. So recovery might be a bit of a, a hard one to kind of get into the minds after such jubilation scenes. Yeah, unfortunately a lot of people kind of get caught up in celebrating too much maybe before the whole thing is not done. But uh, yeah, the recovery is a big part of it because you know you, you, have, you might have a game soon enough in a week or two weeks time and getting in the water and getting going and starting to stretch and get your mobility worked on is a big part of you being ready for the next game because if you do too much damage by, by drinking or whatever it be, you know, you're, you're slowing down the process of you being ready and being uh, ready to go and firing all cylinders again. Like You've trained a, a good few hurlers over your time down in Davy Jones Fitness. Um, do they come in with specialist plans or, or are you kind of tasked with coming up with the plans for them? Uh, more so coming up with the plans for them because um, especially in Kenny, there's not a whole lot of kind of strength and conditioning kind of things being done, I suppose, at the moment. And like you said, with the amateur sports, I suppose maybe the finances aren't there. But yeah, it's kind of my my kind of my knowledge on, on strength and conditioning, kind of, and bringing that towards towards GEA, like where I, I I believe it it needs to be, like because like other like all these other sports, like um, all the strength and conditioning stuff has so so much to do with. Uh, in my mind, the most important thing is keeping the athletes injury free more than anything. Um, keep them playing more games, especially with um, hurling, especially because it's such a injury-prone sport, and there's a lot of knee injuries and hip injuries. You know, and these things can all be prevented by doing this and uh, strength and conditioning work. Dynamic kind of workouts is becoming all the rage, as opposed to say big lads 
kind of doing big strong lad things as well but fluidity and movement is that something that, that needs to be factored into for such a dynamic game like hurling? Exactly yeah so you, you should have your maximum effort days where you're focused on just on strength and then and then dynamic days just like you said Shane, where you're trying to train the muscles to move as fast as possible and you have three kind of my in my uh, mindset towards you should have three kind of different workouts towards uh, a GA player. So you have your maximum effort where you're focusing on building the muscle and making it as strong as possible. And then number two is your dynamic effort, teaching the muscles, the fibres to move fast and explosively. And then number three is injury prevention, which is the most important one, I think, um, when any field sport, especially such a fast field sport like, like hurling, because so much change in direction for the knees, the hips, the ankles. And the, the the prehab is more important, really. You know, if you, if you do more prehab and not worry about any rehab, then that's the that's the way you should look at it, really. Davey, we were meant to have you on a lot earlier at half four. Of course, the game went to extra time, so we are running out of time. And this is something that we'll be doing over the next few weeks as well. As once again, we begin the journey together where you try and train me to get tip top ready after I had a too good of a summer to myself, lock, stock, and a good few Guinness barrels in between. Yeah, that's it. We're back on track now with week one being done now and um, you definitely weren't in too bad a shape so you'd be well able <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> too bad, yeah. No, but you'd be definitely well able for the next nine weeks and um, first, first week is down. You know yourself, the first week is probably the hardest week and once you get going then it'll be no problem to you. Coming up to Christmas as well, we're 10 weeks away from that so it'll be an interesting journey that you'll be able to follow along on scoreline.ie. Davey, until tomorrow, sir, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you, Shane. See you then. Thank you, Davey Jones from Davey Jones Fitness. And finally, here's Joe Sheen giving us a rundown on the Greyhound world in Ireland. What a superb night it was in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium last night where we had a cracking card and it featured the split the pot A1 5-5 final and a massive final with the 12,000 euro Kilkenny track A3 competition. And that was won by Burgess Bulger taking home €5,000 for connections. An astounding performance at odds of 12 to 1, the rank outsider of the field, but absolutely bellied those odds and drove on very, very strongly late home to take the honours. Burgess Bulger, of course, under the ownership of Sheila Spillane and JJ Finley travelling up from County Cork. Winning time was 28.89. Fabulous performance by Burgess Bulger and a trip in longer distances will certainly suit Burgess Bulger indeed. So very exciting prospect for the future. Would you believe it was his first win of its career, which came in the final of the 12,000 euro Kilkenny Track A3 5-2-5 competition. Had not won a race prior to the final, but put it together when it mattered most. So well done to Burgess Bulger, Sheila Spillane and JJ Finley. Back in second was Ballantine No-Show for the No-Show Syndicate and trainer Mert Lahey. Only seven starts last night. A very exciting prospect indeed for the No-Show Syndicate and Mert Lahey and his team. And back in third in the final of the big one was Greg's Bubbly for owner-trainer Dara Morrissey encountering a bit of traffic along the way and certainly ran with huge credit. Also, we had the split to pot A1 5-2-5 final. This was won by a Deadly Crusader, Deadly by name and Deadly by nature, owned by Gary Hannon and trained by Carl Ramsbottom. 28.74, the clock here at a price of even money. This ground was second to another holiday in the final of the Kilkenny Track Champion Open and Rest back in May. Another holiday runs in the Juvenile Derby final tonight in Shelburne. 
Park saw a deadly bit of form there. Two and a half lengths, the winning distances back to Triangle Ricardo. So well done to all connections of Deadly Crusader. Fabulous night at Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium. And week in, week out, we have tremendous competitions with the cream of the crop of the Greyhounds in Ireland coming to Kilkenny Track. So well done to all involved in last night's proceedings. Next week, we will have the St. Lactans GA of Freshford fundraiser that's on next friday night a very exciting night in store for that night and also that will feature the first round of the deadly kennels a2525 competition a very very exciting competition indeed we had the split the pot last night it was won by a fess brennan of course a lifelong supporter of kilkenny greyhound stadium so well done fess brennan taking home the split the pot in kilkenny greyhound stadium last night a fantastic night all around and we look forward to next Friday night's event, the St. Lockton's J of Freshford fundraiser in Kilkenny Track and the fundraisers are very, very well supported in Kilkenny. So really looking forward to see that one and next Friday night at Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium. Elsewhere last Saturday we had a fabulous sale. It was topped by a seven thousand euro top lot. Fantastic to see, great to see very high prices trading in the sales ring for Greyhounds last week. And our next sales in Kilkenny will be on December third. So that's a date for the diary. Elsewhere, tonight in Shelburne Park, we have very, very exciting local greyhounds in action in this one. The Juvenile Derby being the main attraction here. A prize fund of in excess of €40,000 and two locally connected greyhounds here. Trap one in the Juvenile Derby final. Bogger Hunter, of course, owned and trained by Liam Peacock, who runs his greyhounds in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium. And also in Trap five, Trinity Junior, who won last week in 2833. Trained by Mooncoin trainer Peter Cronin. So best of luck to all of them there. It's a cracking final. Takes place at 24 minutes past nine. 20,000 euro to the winner. And in excess of 40,000 euro prize money overall. I wouldn't mind a bit of that. I wouldn't mind the ground. Good enough to get to the final of the Juvenile Derby. Best of luck to all local connections in that one tonight. We also have the Yvonne Barry Track Bookmaker Open 600 final. And Stories Peewee runs here in Trap 6 in the Stripes for Gavin O'Mahony, of course, a fantastic sponsor and supporter of Kilkenny Ground Stadium. And it's trained by Mert Lahey. Finished third last week to qualify. 46 starts and 12 victories, a very high strike rate. Stories Peewee is a fantastic ground and I'm sure will run with great credit in tonight's final of the Yvonne Barry Track Bookmaker Open 600. That's at 5 past 9, the race just before the Juvenile Derby sub. So Best of luck to them. Elsewhere down in Cork tonight, we have the Irish Greyhound Laurels, sponsored by the Friends of Cork Greyhound Stadium and a really tremendous Laurels this year. And Paul Hennessy, of course, no strangers to success in the big one in Cork. The Laurels, he has won it many, many times. He won it back-to-back in 1997 and 1998 with Mr Pickwick. He also won it in the year 2000 and 2006 and has a very strong hand to repeat the winning feat this year as we emerge through to the quarterfinals of tonight's Irish Ground Laurels in Cork. As we said, Paul Hennessy, a very, very shrewd operator indeed. Of course, he had Cheltenham Festival success in Cheltenham last year with Heaven Help Us. So he's a trainer of horses and he's a trainer of greyhounds, very fast greyhounds indeed. And he has a strong hand in tonight's Laurels. In the second quarterfinal, Priceless King runs from trap two owned by the Murphy family. Finished second last week in a time of 28.74 and is drawn for a big run tonight. Right beside Priceless King and Trap Trees, I'll not be back. Also trained by Paul Hennessy. Finished third last week to qualify for the quarterfinals. 
the week before last, I'll not be back one in 28-12, which was a phenomenal run. Very exciting prospect, this I'll not be back for a Laurels victory. So best look to Paul Hennessy and his team in that one. In the third heat, good Cody runs from Trap Tree for the Kennedy family and trainer Patrick Gilfoyle won the week before last in 28-15, a fantastic round. He's been at the top of his game for a long, long time and is a name synonymous with success in the greyhound racing world. So best of luck to the Kennedy family of Erlingford there. And in the last quarterfinal, we have local interest in this one, in this form of JT Wexford for Paul Hennessy. Finished second last week in a time of 28-62 for his lifelong owner, John Turner. And best of luck to them and best of luck to all local connections in Cork tonight for the Irish Greyhound Laurels €30,000 to the winner of the Laurels Fantastic Prize Money. And best of luck to all involved in Shelburne Park tonight. We look forward to hearing about some more local success in the Greyhound racing world in the not-too-distant future. That's been Scoreline Extra. You can tune into the show live from 2 to 6 every Saturday and Sunday. I'm going to go for a sleep now. Until I see you next, stay safe, stay sane, and remember, you're sound out.